Welcome to this week's sermon from Spark. We are a community who believes we are deeply loved by God and seek to welcome, support, love, and serve every person we meet. We hope this message has something for you today. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Amen. We just heard what happened after Jesus rose or what the disciples discovered. You know, Mary goes to the tomb on Easter morning in order to prepare Jesus' body for a proper burial. They had kind of put him in this tomb in this cave temporarily so that they could honor their Sabbath practices on Saturday. And when Mary gets there, she finds that there's no one in the tomb. And so she runs and she finds all the other disciples and then John and Peter, they come running to see what it is that Mary's talking about. What do you mean that he's not there? And they look around in the tomb and they notice that all of the cloth that had been used to wrap Jesus' body was wrapped nicely in place there, but there was no Jesus to be found. And so they kind of walked away puzzled, confused about what it is that they had just seen. And then Mary stays at the tomb, and she continues to weep and mourn because after seeing her Lord, her teacher, die two days before, and now she doesn't even have the opportunity to properly bury him, she grieves. And so she's sitting at the tomb, and she's waiting to find out what's going to happen. She's just there. And then all of a sudden, this person appears beside her, And she talks to them, and she assumes that they are the gardener. But then this gardener says her name, and she recognizes that it is, in fact, Jesus who stands beside her. And so Jesus, she goes and she tells the disciples that Jesus is alive. And then Jesus appears to disciples, even though they're in a locked room, and tells them that he is there. But Thomas isn't with them. And so then Thomas is told, well, Jesus is alive, and he's like, well, unless I see it for myself, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't believe you. And then Jesus appears to him, too, because we've talked about this story before, that God, that Jesus wants Thomas to believe, and that Jesus will do whatever it takes for Thomas to believe. And so Jesus shows up again just so that Thomas would be able to see that he is, in fact, alive. And so as we hear all of these different ways that people come to understand that Jesus is alive, we might ask ourselves, how would I respond if I was there that first Easter morning? Would I be like John and Peter and run to see what was going on? Would I be like Mary? Would I weep outside the tomb and then be overjoyed when I discovered that Jesus was alive? Would I be like Thomas and be a little skeptical that all this is real. All of those responses are, I would say, human and normal, right? What happened is extraordinary. What happened is supernatural, that Jesus would come back to life. So if someone came up to you today and said that Jesus is alive after you saw all of the events of Good Friday, you probably also would be like, what are you talking about? That sounds crazy. But then each of the disciples had an encounter with Jesus, where they got to see for themselves what was true. 
And for us today, it's hard for us maybe to put ourselves in the place of the disciples because we're thousands of years later, right? We know this story. When we come to a Good Friday service or when we talk about Jesus' death, we already know that death is not the end of the story. But if you were one of those people that very first Easter, you wouldn't know that that's what was going to happen. And so... On Easter morning, there were people who were confused, who were sad, who were scared. And so I know today some of us come into this place and life is still happening beyond Sunday, right? And so some of us come here this morning maybe confused or sad or scared or just not really feeling overly joyous. And that's okay. In fact, that's probably more authentic to the actual Easter experience than coming in here and pretending like everything is spectacular. But why does Easter matter for us today? What does Easter mean for us? What it means for us is that Jesus overcame death. There's an Apostles' Creed that a lot of churches, they recite as part of their service the same way that we say the Lord's Prayer. They also say the Apostles' Creed. And there's a part of it that says that Jesus descended into hell on the Holy Saturday and then came back for us. So Jesus went to the place where all the people who were dead and suffering and brought them back to life and brought them hope and brought them new life. And so for us, Easter is the reminder That the worst thing is never the last thing. That there is always hope. And that Christ has overcome all the things that we can be afraid of, that we might be sad about, that we might feel uncertain about. That Jesus has seen those things and overcome them. And that we have hope that even though we might experience suffering here, We have the hope of eternity beyond today, that we have heaven opened to us, that we can experience heaven with God, God's kingdom, always. But here's the thing about resurrection. So today we celebrate resurrection. Have you heard that word before? Does anyone know what resurrection means? To come back to life, right? Resurrect. Do it again, right? To come back to life. And obviously today we remember that Jesus came back to life, yeah? But it also is an opportunity for us to remember that we always have new life. And that's part of the reason why I think that we celebrate Easter in the middle of spring. In Florida, we don't see as much of a drastic change, right? Like, it's kind of, it gets cold. The past couple days have been pretty cold. But in other places when there's snow and it's been super cold and all the trees look like little twigs and everything is kind of dormant and quiet and dead looking. And then in spring, what happens? Everything comes back to life. We see grass turning green again and the flowers that are blooming on the trees. And we've had some of that here, right? We've been inhaling enough of the pollen to know that we have some springtime that happens in Florida. But that's why we have Easter in spring, It's this reminder of new life. When we look out at God's creation and all that God made, we see this cycle of things dying or going dormant and then coming back to life over and over again every single year in nature. And the same is true in our lives. Resurrection 
is about bringing new life, new opportunities, new chances, new mercies. And one of the things that church people have gotten wrong over the years is on Easter Sunday, we all dress up, right? A lot of you are wearing fancier clothes than you normally do when you come to church and you look awesome. But sometimes we think that Easter and resurrection is like pretty and clean and like we brushed our hair extra good this morning. But if resurrection was clean and sanitary and nice and, you know, we used our hand sanitizer and we wore our masks, then how is it that Mary confuses Jesus with a gardener? Have you ever played in a garden? I know we have a garden here on campus, so some of you have been in the garden. But when you are a gardener, your hands become very dirty because you're digging in the dirt. You get dirt under your fingernails, and then if you're like me, you get really sweaty, and you go to like wipe the sweat off of your face, and you end up with dirt all over your face. You end up looking kind of messy, right? People don't wear their nice clothes to go gardening, and so Mary sees Jesus, and she confuses him for a gardener because he's not clean when he comes out the tomb. We Christians have portrayed him as this glowing, white, angelic creature, But really, he looked probably like an ordinary person that came out of the tomb. Otherwise, Mary would not have gotten him confused for the gardener. And what that reminds us of is that resurrection is messy. It's not pretty and clean and perfect. It's God's holy work that is messy. And so for us today, when we remember resurrection, we remember that the work of bringing life back, of making things new and whole and good again, it's hard. It's dirty work. Because the work of resurrection is the work of when we have to fix broken relationships, and we all know how messy that could be. The work of resurrection is trying to find a new home when you don't currently have one. And we know how messy that can be. The work of resurrection is making a change in our life when it'd be a lot easier to just kind of sit back and let things stay the way they are. And we all know how messy and hard that can be. New life doesn't come without toil and hard work and sweat and dirt. And so when Jesus rose again, when Jesus had new life, We sometimes get it wrong when we paint it as this perfect, nice, sunshiny spring day with the butterflies in the garden and the flowers blooming. There was dirt involved. And when I think about resurrection, another thing that we get wrong, and other than thinking that it's all clean and pretty and nice, is that we think that resurrection only happens on Easter Sunday, right? That Jesus is the only one that gets to be resurrected. That's another untruth. It's another myth. Because God is constantly resurrecting us. Each and every day in little and in big ways. When God forgives us, that's a resurrection. When we get something right after getting it wrong five times before that, that's a resurrection. When we make a new friendship, that's a resurrection. When we mend the broken relationship, that's a resurrection. When we forgive someone, that's a resurrection. When we become more fully who God's calling us to be, we take steps closer and closer, and we have little resurrections over and over and over again. 
One of my favorite pastors has this quote that we're going to read. Um, and she talks about what resurrection actually looks like. She says, God simply keeps reaching down into the dirt of humanity and resurrecting us from the graves that we dig ourselves through our violence, our lies, our selfishness, our arrogance, our addictions. You could add to that list, right? And keeps loving us back to life over and over and over again. The hope of resurrection is not that it just happened that one time a long time ago, but that God is constantly, like a gardener, reaching his hands into the dirt, pulling out us, pulling us out of the dirt and the muck and the ickiness and the quicksand that we get ourselves stuck into. And so on Easter Sunday, that's why we celebrate, because hope is not lost, If you're stuck in a dirt pile right now, all you have to do is reach out your hand towards God because God's hand's already there waiting to pull you back out. And if you find yourself back in the dirt pile again, God's going to keep pulling you back out. And God's going to love us back to life over and over and over again because that's what we need in order to keep healing, especially those of us who have things in our past that are really hard to heal from. Over and over again, God is going to give us new life, new hope, new opportunities. And our part in that is to make sure that we're looking for that hand up. We've talked about that for the past couple of weeks, right? That we have a part to play in our own resurrection, right? That we have to be willing to allow God to pull us up out of the dirt. Because some of us, we sit in our dirt pile and we're like, this is pretty nice. I like my dirt pile. I'm just going to sit here. But eventually we come to realize that we were not meant to be in this particular dirt pile. And we have to allow God to pull us up and to resurrect us and to bring us new life in new ways. That ways that we can't even imagine on our own. And that, friends, is the good news of Easter. Not that we have to put it all on pretty and act like everything's great. That somehow when we walk through these doors, we have to be a different person. But that even when we sit in the dirt, God is with us. And God is going to pull us into new gardens and new beauty each and every day. That is the hope of Easter. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Glory to God. Amen. Let us pray. God, we give thanks this day that no matter where we find ourselves, whether we're sitting in a dirt pile or on a nice sunny patch of grass, God, that you see us and that you love us and that you reach out towards us because of your love for us. God, we celebrate new life today and I pray for each person in this room that your spirit would pour upon them, that they would know that whatever the worst thing is that's going on right now, God, that it is never the last thing. That we have hope in you now and forever because Jesus overcame the grave. We celebrate that today. We rejoice that you are with us. 
And we thank you for saving us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, follow the link in the description below. Peace be with you. Thank you.